Okay, yeah, I may hang up on Delicious. both. I may hang up on both of you, but it'll be worth it. Okay. You both, you both still there? Brett. Yes. Yes. Tucky. Yes. <laughs> Fantasy and science fiction for the masses. Don't forget to mention... <laughs> this is a note here for Andrew. <laughs> uh, we are on iTunes, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Squires Club, or email us at dragonsahoy at gmail.com. Uh, I'm the host today. Brian, usually Andrew Henry, is here. Uh, he can't make it because he was offered a free meal somewhere. Um, why aren't you guys laughing? That's it's a true. pretty good excuse. That's why I'm here. <laughs> to my right, I, 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 totally, I totally bought it. <laughs> To my right here is Eric the Naturalist. Squires Club. And in San Francisco, we've got Patrick the... Squires Club! What's up? <laughs> and then in Williams Lake, we got Brett the Anthropologist, Dong Master. Williams Lake? Exactly, yes. Williams Lake. What's up, guys? What's up? Okay, where are my wizards at? Pat! Uh, Pat, where's my wizards at? I don't want to go first. Uh, Eric, where are my wizards at? I kind of want to talk to Brett about anthropology, but dude, awesome! I'll, I'll talk about my wizards first. No, we can do that on our other uh, podcast, Eric. Oh, right, excellent. Wink, wink. Okay, my wizards. Let's see. Yesterday, I watched a movie called "The Secret World of Arietti," or possibly just Arietti. I think when the title came up on the movie, it just said Arietti. I was a little confused. But anyway, it's the newest Ghibli movie, and it was pretty rad. I really liked it. It had a lot of the regular themes that Miyazaki likes to go after, naturalism and sort of um, conflict between different ideologies. And it was really cool because it's a movie about a bunch of little people that live in big people's house, and they're kind of like fairies or sprites or something, but they don't use magic. They use technology, and I thought it was kind of a refreshing look at some old ideas or were any of the characters voiced by billy bob thornton i think he may have done all of them actually <laughs> sweet sold he really say no more good sir say no more he's really expanded his repertoire for for studio ghibli yeah that was good and the other thing i wanted to mention was oh yeah goliath the third westerfield book in the you know his steampunk world war one arc that has a bunch of cool genetics and mechs and things like that. But I'm just kind of getting into it, so that's all I want to say. Unless anyone else has something to mention. About if I if I if if I was Andrew Henry, which I am, I think that book sucks, and you suck for liking it. Oh man, Andrew, why you got to be that way? You just got Andrew Henry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brett, where are my dragons at? Actually, who cares? My dragons this week. Are, uh, you guys remember, like, back for you long-time listeners, you might remember I was reading a book uh, back in the first uh, episode called, uh, I forget what it was called, but I was really, it was a romance book, and they had, like, really dirty sex, but nobody actually mentioned the word penis or vagina. I am now reading a teen fiction book called The Daughter of Smoke and Bones, and they mention penis and vaginas a lot in it. And, like, this one girl, she loses her virginity to some dude she doesn't love, and her mentor says... Uh, never let inconsequential penises into your vagina. Or maybe it's just into yourself. I can't remember. 
But uh, I have to say, uh, Daughters of Smoke and Bone, it's a, you know, it's a typical teen book where it's about a girl who doesn't know who her parents are, and she goes around uh, beating the crap out of people, and so far I liked it. I don't really understand the connection between virginity and vaginas. Can you explain that a little better? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, I think that's a Brett department. Brett, can you explain to us the connection between virginity and vaginas? I absolutely can. And what I've been doing this week, which I'd like to talk a little bit to you, Brian, about this. Uh, did you play any more Botanicula? I played you... not in a while. I haven't played it. Those it rearranged it play... into a sentence for me, if you can. Yeah, so I've been playing this game called Botanicula or Botanicula. Vagina. Yes, Vaginicula. And it's kind of a, you know... Uh, Point-and-click adventure, sort of, done in a really weird, kind of crazy art style, and there's all these weird plants and stuff, and that's all I really know about the game, even though I'm probably in two hours into it, two or three hours. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Like, you're, you're, like, living on this giant tree, and this dark spirit is, like, slowly murdering it, and you and your, like, vegetable friends are trying to basically uh, not die from this giant bug trying to eat you or whatever and you meet like crazy yeah. bugs and stuff like that but andrew would really like it because he uh yeah, and he, he, it's made by the same guy who made machinarium and andrew really likes that game too yeah and andrew's really into funguses too <laughs> well you do you do end up ingesting some kind of weird spores and having a weird trip fest in it it's kind of cool so. <laughs> oh golly i wish andrew was here <laughs> <laughs> All right, last week when we did uh, Dragons, uh, Where Are My Wizards At, uh, Pat Tucky gave us his, uh, his uh, groundbreaking review of Walking Dead when he pointed out that the graphic novel surprisingly liked the TV show. Uh, Pat, can you uh, top this, uh, top that this week with your Where Are My Dragons At? Um, where are my wizards at, Pat? Well, okay, all right, all right. Uh, I, I, wait, I just can't remember. Did you say something about... Uh... Did you link to the thing where the guy's suing the other guy? Yes, I did. Okay, so I won't bring that up yet. Well, what I'm doing this week is I'm on a book two of the Hungry Games, and uh, it's even better than the original. Did you say Hungry Games? Yeah, and by the original, I mean it's exactly the same as the original, but uh, it's pretty good so far. Uh, Katniss has been uh, up to her old tricks, and um, hopefully she'll win the games again. I, I don't know. It's tough to say. I know there's a book three, so I suspect that she lives. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, in, in other news, I've been playing a game. Uh, <clears throat> um, well, you know this game Zelda. No. What's what's the Zelda? Well, is that, like, is that like bocce except with older people? Basically, every day I walk to work, and there's this little passageway that I go through, and it happens that there's this little kid who I guess is like hiding from his mom, so he hides inside this little alcove, and uh, I walk by him, and then I see him in this alcove, and then and then I look back when I get to the end of the block, and just as his mom's coming around the corner, he jumps out and surprises her. So I've decided that he's a an NPC from Zelda. <laughs> so you play Zelda? Are you, are, are, are you still there, Pat? The correct response there is either a yes or possibly a no. As long as the kid spit seeds at his mom, I'm happy. Okay, we're moving on to the next segment. Ask the Wizards. Uh, we don't have any questions. Perhaps this would be a good opportunity to just ask each other questions. Uh, Eric? Hey, Brett. Hey, what's up, buddy? Are you doing any digging in Williams Lake? Yeah, I do a little bit of digging here and there. I think I've covered about, I don't know, maybe 50 kilometers of really shit-ass forest in the last four days, and it's been hard work. I haven't found much. 
You sampled 50 kilometers? We've hiked in and out of... We just hike around the bush all day and try to avoid bears. That's about it. You should go... F- not avoid them. Go for straight for them. Yeah, we could do that too, I guess. I'll take that up with my uh, superiors tomorrow morning. Okay, there's... Uh, no- Pat, do you have any questions <laughs> for anybody? <clears throat> nope. I miss, nope. I miss Andrew. That's not really a question. Pat, you don't have a single question. Um... I didn't realize there was a question segment. Um, it, it says I, I got a question. For, I got a question for Pat here. Okay, let's hear it. Patrick Techie, did you see the Hungry Games movie? Yes. I watched it a couple days ago, and I thought it was pretty boring. But I have not read the books, and I really, really like Battle Royale. So, well, you have to put yourself in the right mind context. I liked it. Uh, I think if you pretend that you're a 14-year-old girl, you enjoy it a lot more. The other thing is that I, uh, I turn off highlights because I don't like the highlights in the Amazon Kindle, but I suspect that most of the highlights are, uh, you know, from 14-year-old girls. So, you know, that, that might be something you want to look into if you want to get into the mindset to watch that movie properly. So, so what kind of mindset do you need to watch, like, Battle Royale or read the manga? Also 14-year-old like girl. 16-year-old Japanese girl or guy? Uh... I, I, I think Battle Royale is pretty universally watchable. All right. I feel you. Pat, did you find that the movie of The Hunger Games was much like the book, The Hunger Games? <laughs> I love The Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, what were some of the differences? I, I don't really recall. Oh. Uh, Nobody was hungry. Woody Harrelson did a great job. Yeah, I like when he's in a book. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. We're at the fantasy update. Uh, story number one here is that Ben Affleck might direct a Justice League movie. Uh, does, does anybody... Is anybody... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> is there anybody else we would want to direct it? Maybe Joss Whedon? Who knows? What do you think, Brett? Anybody, yeah, has anybody seen a movie not? directed by Ben Affleck, for that matter? He's yeah, making a movie uh, about Iran. Iran, which looks kind of cool. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I watched everybody. the last two movies he did, whatever the one with his brother, Casey. Yeah, the, like yeah, the boys. The boys zone. Yes. <laughs> what? That. <laughs> Miss, Miss, Mr. Boys Town or something. Wasn't that a Chris Craddock play in Boys Zone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Boys Town. Um. Me and Eric are in a band called Change Methodical. Eric and I. <laughs> Touche. Uh, you can look us up on purevolume.com. We're, uh, we have one follower. Um, I am not in this band. Uh, sorry, anyway, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, director for Justice League. Brett says he saw a movie called Boys that he was in it. No, but whatever. I mean, I haven't even seen The Avengers yet, and I... Don't really give a crap about half of the DC universe, so I think Ben Affleck's a pretty good director, and he's uh, better than you know half of the recent movies he's done in the last decade. Okay, quick, so. cast it. Who should play Batman? Uh, Eric. Hmm. Pat, what's the name of the girl that plays Katniss? Uh, Bruce Wayne. That one. <laughs> Brett, who should play Wonder Woman? Uh, what, what's your mom's name again? Uh, hey, Katniss. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. 
Okay, Brian. Who, <laughs> Brian, who should play Martian Manhunter? Uh, 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 Curi- curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pat, Tucky, who, who should play the Adam? Adam West? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving along. Keep did everybody watch? Did everybody do their homework and watch the clips from the How to Train Your Dragon TV show? Yeah, it was terrible. No. Really? Really? Yeah, did you did you watch the episode? I didn't realize the third video the third video in that link. Uh, Bleeding Cool has links to like these videos on uh, YouTube uh, from the new How to Train Your Dragon uh, TV show, and the last clip is actually the entire episode. Did anybody watch it? Yeah, I did. And you thought it was terrible? Yeah, Jay Jay Barrel Chell is in it. But you you really liked the first. You're the reason I saw the movie, and I really liked it. Did you you like the movie, right? I like the movie despite Jay Barrel not not because of him. Which guy is that? He's the little annoying dick who's in um, uh, what's what, what's that new hockey movie called? The Goon. Yeah, he ruined the Goon. Okay, which <laughs> character in the Dragon movie is he? He's the main guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I could take him or leave him. Have you watched the, Have you watched How to Train a Dragon lately? Is it the thing that's in second person? What? Uh, there's a thing, some featurette for How to Train How to Train Your Dragon, where it's all about you, like the viewer. No, it was like a TV show. Yeah. Called it, it. Are we talking about the same thing? No, we're not. We're, you're like, what? Okay, Brett, what do you think of it? What do you think of How to Train Your Dragon? Because you're... Uh, I got, I got nothing here. Guys, we I'm are very close watch. to my goal of achieving uh, the... of becoming the go-to uh, news source for all fantasy news on the internet. Uh, check us out at uh, Squires Club at blogger.something. Um... <laughs> So, uh, what, what didn't you like about the uh, the TV show, Pat? Other than, is there if it wasn't for Jay Barishall, would you like it? Um, if it was just dragons, I think people ruin it. You know, Ew. it should be it how should be how that? to be a dragon. Well, yeah, how to learn how to fly when you're a dragon. That's what it should be called. Yeah. Well, you want to be like a training video? Yeah, a sexual harassment dragon training video. <laughs> The best way to avoid sexual harassment in the workplace when you can breathe fire. <laughs> Is it? Well. And then he, then he made me breathe fire on his face. Yeah, he made me when he when he said it, we were gonna cook his wiener. He didn't bring out a hot dog, and then he sued me for burning his penis. I don't know. That sounds kind of like reverse sexual harassment. Wouldn't that be more like sexual entrapment, where like you get a dragon to bring your penis and then sue it? Maybe not. Okay. Is anyone else picturing dragons with 80s hairdos? Because this video is obviously made in the 80s. <laughs> um, okay, so here's our next story. I, th- I believe Pat was excited about this. this uh, Tony Moore, the artist with the original arc of The Walking Dead, is uh, suing Robert Kirkman, the writer for Walking Dead, uh, so The Walking Dead comic book, of course, for co-ownership of the entire Walking Dead franchise. Uh, what does this mean? Brett, did you hear it? Did- did you hear about this all the way up in Williams Lake? I had actually not. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. I, I mean, I don't know, like Kirkman, you know, he's got some good properties and stuff, and he seems like he's all about this. Like, what's his new um, Skybound? Yeah, yeah that Skybound, is his company. Yeah. You know, he's all about creator-owned creator content and stuff like that. And I always assumed that he was, you know, pretty buddy-buddy with Tony Moore. So this is the first I've heard about it, and Fear Agent is awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who said, like, Robert Kirkman hasn't really come out with his side, but uh, Tony Tony Moore has uh, come out swinging. 
Uh, like, I don't have any quotes in front of me or anything, but apparently he's sort of been saying stuff. Like, uh, Robert Kirkman is a self-acknowledged liar and stuff like that. And, he, yeah, he really feels like he's... Tony Moore feels like, you know, he helped create, like, the uh, the characters. You know, he defined, you know he gave the guy a cowboy hat and stuff like that. Sure. And, yeah, uh, yeah he feels like he's owed some money. Could you imagine if uh, Frank Grimes did not have a cowboy hat? <laughs> I Like, honestly, I'm, I'm actually a little bit shocked. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like the realm of Kirkman... You know, his whole kind of ideology towards comics, something like this wouldn't have occurred, but who knows? Kirkman's the writer, and Tony, yeah. Tony yeah. Danza's the drawer? Yeah, Tony Danza's the drawer. Tony Moore did the uh, first six issues, then it was what, Cory Walker after yeah. that? Yeah, Cory Walker. No, 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 uh, it's been uh, Charlie Adler ever since. Adler, Adler, yeah. 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 What, do you, what do you think, Pat? Could you imagine, like, you've, you've read the graphic novels, right? Did you, uh, could you imagine it if... Uh, how do you how do you feel about the first six issues con- con- compared to the rest of the uh, series? Well, I've only read the first compendium, which is uh, the first eight uh, books. So is that when you say eight, when you say first six issues, is that is that the first six books or is six it... six out of six issues out of a hundred? Yeah. Oh, okay. so like the first the first book, I guess. Yeah. I have I have trouble believing that he uh, you know contributed much to the story. Like what happened? It, it, like uh, like Kirkman's like. Uh, Oh yeah, and, and then in this scene, a zombie, uh, you know, gets attacked by a dinosaur, and then and then Moore's like, "Well, I can't draw dinosaurs." So, <laughs> so, so oh, he's, now we got now he's we holding got the whole project back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was the only thing that gave this story a hint of realism. No, I see. I seem to remember hearing somewhere that apparently, like, uh, Tony Moore, like, uh, he fought really hard to have zombie penises like taken over the world, but Kirkman like just said no. <laughs> Didn't George R. R. Martin uh, thank uh, Moore for making him put the dragons in? <laughs> um, There's a lot of input on that edition. Hey, what's our? <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's do a quick George R. R. Martin update. Uh, Brett. Yar. Pat. Oh, I'll get back to you in another <laughs> few years. <laughs> <laughs> I had a family reunion this weekend, and I was having a lot of trouble not bombing the entire place with spoilers, because all my family are like, oh, I'm on book two, and it's so exciting, and I just wanted to slap them all. And, and you wanted to be like, really kind of, like, hipstery about it. It was pretty bad. Hey, guys, I... Yeah, you uh, wanted to be like, the last book really sucked, you know, like, sorry, guys. Yeah, just, I, when I say I, I was having trouble holding back, I meant I didn't hold back. <laughs> Not to go back to The Walking Dead, but I just totally remember that I caught up on, like, the last ten issues of The Walking Dead. You know, not to go back to where my wizards at or whatever you guys are calling it. <laughs> and that series is still pretty freaking awesome. I I, uh, I I was talking to a hipster the other day, and I asked him, uh, we, were, we started talking about Game of Thrones, and, and I asked him what he thought of book three, and he said, I already, I already read Wedding. It. I couldn't, sorry, guys. I don't get it. I'm you know, because like that was a pretty brutal spoiler for our entire audience. I'm sorry, guys. Right. Okay, think about the thousands of people. I've, I've already seen Tyrion get kidnapped 15 times and die. I got nothing. Okay, guys. So here's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brett. I got nothing. I'm good. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a story that I'm sure nobody actually read. Uh, a new species of human has been discovered, and now here's since we have an actual uh, monkeyologist here. Uh, Hold the phone. You introduced Brett as the anthropologist. 
I'm Our an anthropological archaeologist. Thank you. Dude, so, Brett, Brett, have you heard about this new species of human? No, no, it's before my time. How about you, Pat? What? I did. I did read the comments on that story at the bottom of the page. They were really good. What did they say? It's between two people arguing about whether or not it had any impact on creationism versus evolution. <laughs> the best comment by far was the first one. And now for the completely asinine creationist rebuttal. That's all the guy said. And then it just exploded into like a huge trolling meltdown. Oh, awesome. but it had a picture of uh, Kirk, Kirk uh, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for our listeners out there, um, hi, Jenna. Uh, we're talking about the news story from io9.com. So what do, you, what do you think, Eric? Is this exciting news? Does this change everything? I, I was I was less excited by it but than I thought I would be. And I have a question for Brett. We're talking about Homo yep. redolfensis. It's like the Pleistocene. There's tons of archaeology. Or there should be, anyway. And by tons, I mean right. at least one or two artifacts. Which seems like a lot to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, the, the idea of tons of archaeology is like, I'm just kind of scrolling through this article right now. Like, what do they have? Is that part of a mandible? Yeah, like the actual like the actual artifact. The, the remains are all biological. I don't know. If, I don't think there's any technology, but there should yeah. be some nearby. I, I heard that like uh, close to the mandible, they found an early draft for the first Game of Thrones book. <laughs> <laughs> Yar. Yeah, George R. R. Martin, I guess, was like dating. Back then? Yeah, I mean, the, the likelihood of finding um, archa- like cultural materials that old is fairly, fairly daunting. I mean, a lot of the stuff I study is, you know, 3,000 years old, and even then we do not find a lot of materials entering into the archaeological record, so... Yeah, what's the... Do you know what the sort of, like, um, breadth of time that they work with in the, in the Rift Valley there for archaeology? It's only, like... Hundred and fifty thousand or something, right? Like it's yeah, there's something like maybe up to two hundred, yeah, somewhere around there. I guess these are almost two million, so it's just slightly different. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little little scary, but anyway, I think it's cool that there would have been um, sympatric Homo species. Okay, but... okay, Pat, oh, Pat, I want you to tell me one thing that either of these guys have just said in the last two minutes. That's <laughs> It's not my fault. I'm looking out the window, okay? There's a lot going on here. I'm so insulted, Pat. Uh, what is it? Brett, what does this mean for science fiction? Is this a big spoiler for 2001? Well, I think if anyone was listening to our last, last week's episode, talking about what was the Mars Curiosity thing we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Mars Curiosity. Yeah, I see lots of articles that, like, sort of the headlines make it sound like it's exciting, but, like, I haven't actually read anything, so I don't really give a shit. Yellowknife. Egg. Exactly. So to recap the curiosity landing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we're on to our final story. Um, Apparently there is going to be a sequel to Prometheus. Um, Has everybody here seen it, right? Nope. I will still murder anyone who spoils the first one. Yes, I will also. Uh, After Brett murders you, I will then... I love, I love, I love, I love how our, like, our, our fantasy, our fantasy update segment has uh, spoiler embargoes for movies that came out two months ago. I've been in the field for six months now. I don't know what you guys are doing. Pat but... saw it and he hated it, right, Pat? Spoiler alert! Exactly. Dude, uh, I'm excited about this. I really liked it. Uh, uh, it was like, 
you know, they go to outer space and they get into fights with, um, here's the thing. And you know, I don't care. Uh, you guys, you know, it's gonna, if you, if you don't see this coming, you guys are all morons. But, uh, one thing I hate in science fiction is that like, you know, like, uh, some retarded scientist sees like an alien that is obviously going to like bite it, bite, you know, bite him in the face and probably kill him. But he's always like fascinated by it. You're saying that Prometheus has aliens in it? Yeah, so like this, like this alien, alien actually kind of, and it looks like a little bitch. It looks like a vagina, like on a stick too, for some reason. Oh, and uh, that's the worst spoiler ever. And like this guy, like the guy, you know, like when I'm sitting in my seat, I'm like, why is he doing it? Why is he going towards this monster? He doesn't know what it is. It's clearly going to kill him, and then it did. Brian, you just don't have a scientist soul. You don't. You're not curious. You're not like the Mars lander. The the curiosity. Also, and, and, like, and you know what makes me even angry? I still scream when they get killed. I like I actually yelled in that movie. Generally. Brian, did you enjoy um, Jean Pierre Junet's Alien Four? I, I that had a lot of scientists in it. I've only ever seen Aliens. Okay, quick. Which character would you be from Aliens? Brian would be the company guy that screws everyone else over and runs away. In Alien, what's? Oh yeah, I'd be the queen. <laughs> Pat, uh, Pat, who would you be? Well, my favorite part from Prometheus, uh, and my my co <laughs> my coworker pointed this out, is that uh, the no. first person to get lost in the movie, the ship's cartographer. I noticed that too. What the hell was with it? <laughs> yeah, he's like his whole job is like map the entire place, plot hole. <laughs> Spoiler alert: everybody gets lost. Yeah, they have like you know the ship's captain. You know, what does he do? He like actually never mind. Spoiler alert: he doesn't do a very good job of what he's supposed to do. They don't have ArcGIS on Prometheus. What's ArcGIS? <laughs> no, they have like these little spheres that float around. Also, yeah, no, no, they're, they're, use, they're using AutoCAD. So Z data, 3D. Pat, do you ever saw like, but like you know, you saw the guy, like you know, he had like a mohawk. The cartographer, he had like a mohawk and stuff. Did did it kind of seem to you like maybe he li lied on his resume? <laughs> Wait a minute! You went to state, you. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's like all these life. maps. These are Dungeons and Dragons hex campaigns. <laughs> Damn you, Gygax! <laughs> so anyway, in short, I'm, they're very balanced. Maybe we'll finally find out. Like the Prometheus sequel will actually be a prequel of this guy like lying his way through cartography school, finally getting the sweet gig of like getting lost in a. Beehive. Isn't there a weaker than song about him? <laughs> yeah. Our intrepid yeah, explorer. Yeah, he, get, he, get, he hangs out with penguins. Order. My you, dogs need to be fed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Prometheus. It sounds like it's giving me hope for my career. Half-assed geography technicians Listen, can make it to <laughs> wherever planet they go to in Prometheus. Eric, if you see like here, here I'm gonna give you a tip though. If like you end up like sort of along this guy's career path, if you see like a vagina that coils at you like a cobra. Like, don't go near it. Jump straight into it. Yeah. Heyo. Oh, that just drives me nuts. Like, even my, you know, like, I'm not even, like, a scientist or anything. I know that thing's going to murder him. Are you saying that the cartographer dies? <laughs> We're so discriminated against. <laughs> as long um, as Newt's in the movie, I'm happy. Okay, we're going to move on to the next segment. Uh, this is, uh, there's an article on a website called suvoodoo.com, and I forgot to write down what the name of the guy who wrote this. But he, uh, and I only skimmed it, so I could be totally wrong about it. Subaru.com? Su yeah, Subaru.com. Uh, so this is a new uh, article about the Outback. Uh, man, you oh, know, Ross! Is, you know, oh, Ross! <laughs> Subaru.com? Okay, Andrew oh, Henry oh, Minute. Oh, Pat, Andrew, Andrew, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Henry Minute. Pat, I want you to describe me your favorite Andrew Henry story. 
Are we at that section now? No, I just made this up right now. This is a totally different segment. Can you remember? Okay, uh, Brett, tell me a funny story about Andrew. Well, there was that one time that he didn't host that episode of the podcast. That was today. I heard right I heard now. a story about one time he was... Uh, this is like all secondhand uh, information, but I heard a story about how one time he... Uh, he needed to borrow a phone from someone because he forgot his phone somewhere. Uh, he had a really important phone call to make, and the phone call was to our friend Ham. And uh, he uh, he needed to order. Uh, he wanted Ham to make him a steak. I'm gonna edit that story out. Does anybody have an actual story <laughs> that is a slanderous? No. I have a lot. Yeah, I have stories, oh. but they're all slanderous. I feel like they would be really sort of inappropriate disclosures. Okay, we'll hey, talk about guys, it all. You guys are mocking my my BFF Andrew Henry, so. I'm not mocking him. I have a lot of respect through the stories that I'm not going to tell. Sure you are, BFF Eric Nielsen. Okay, sure okay, guys, are. here, I'll, here, uh, here, I'll turn off the microphone right now, and I'll stop recording, and then uh, we can share it all off camera. Okay, you guys ready? Okay. Okay, uh, I turned it off. Uh, go ahead, Brett. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I actually did turn it off. <laughs> Sorry, guys, are you still there? Hello? I got one of them, Andrew. Okay, let's hear it. Wow, this takes place in a little town called Riverdale. Now, now Andrew uh, decided that he wanted to take his jalopy down to the uh, down to the movies. Uh, the only, you know, he had a date set up with Veronica. The only problem was he also had a date with this girl named Betty. So anyway, he asked his uh, oh, smart friend Dilton. He asked his friend Dilton for some help. And, uh, and uh, Dilton was like... Uh, uh, you know what you ought to do? You ought to, you ought to take out the one girl to one movie, and then and then you can sneak out of that and take the other girl to the other movie. And uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Is this is this the same time that Andrew Henry stole AC Slater's mom's car and crashed it? No, I think, that, I, think, I, think, I, think a, I think it's a little jinx side story. Ah, uh, gotcha. It reminds me of the time that. Andrew almost made it off that planet, but then he went back to get his little friend Newt, and he brought a bunch of flamethrowers, and, uh... And it turned out they were on Earth the entire time. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I forgot <laughs> Betty in the other theater. Let me get my grenade launcher. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. And also, uh, there was, uh, there was that time he got his nickname, Andy. Three... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey guys, speaking speaking of Andrew Henry, uh, what's that uh, Drew guy up to this week? Oh, he's in uh, oh, the Drew update. He's in Hong Kong. Where he's in San Francisco. I'm going to go meet him up in about a half hour. Really? What a fucking uh, dick! Best, Why isn't your house recording this? He went to Alcatraz. Uh, nobody likes. Does that, okay, hands up. Who likes Drew? I'm not seeing any hands, guys. All right. You're going to go meet him right away, Pat? Well, I, I, once we're uh, uh, done with uh, mining this gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's cool. I wish I was going to hang out in is he, Ryan's basement. Is he staying at your place? Uh, no. Well, that's the end of that question. Well, uh, he was more than welcome. I think he's with a bunch of dudes. They're on a big road trip, right? What is yeah, that? Like yeah. a bunch of du- having a bunch of dudes over your house scare you? No, no. I offered. He declined. Or they already had a uh, 
But anyway, this is neither here nor there. Man, we're really mining this gold. Eh? <laughs> I, I feel I feel like we're mining gold, but not not at an actual gold mining place. Like at, like at Barkerville, where like where like you get like a tiny fleck of gold after like panning for like three days. Yeah, that's right. Like your all your pants, like they used to be like normal pants, but they're all like shredded, like and uh, frayed, like up to your knees and stuff. Shredded like wheat? No, no, no. Fray, fray, frayed and up to your knees. You know what I mean? Like uh, like those gold prospectors, because I don't know. They're straw hats and stuff. And, this is less of a Johannesburg and more of a Algiers. Anyone? Geography? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, the internet, you're so cruel. Okay, guys, uh, so he, uh, going back to our original uh, article that we're going to talk about, um, let's talk about missed opportunities with amazing franchises. So wh- what we're talking about is, uh, you know, franchises that we've loved. You know, uh, for me, it might be, uh, I'll start off. I'll go first. Uh, a franchise, franchise, a franchise that I love that just got wrecked and it could have been awesome as a movie or TV show, um, but ended up like becoming crap was uh, Dragonlance. Dragonlance was a uh, you know like a fantasy series that I've loved basically since I was ten. You know I love the characters. I love Tantalus, the half elf, Tasselhoff, the the Kender, uh, how they're always fighting against Kaz evil. the Minotaur. Kaz the Minotaur, and then it was turned into like uh, this horrible animated movie. Um, uh, where it appeared like they spent the most money on like animating Tika's boobs. Tika, Tika, which like, I don't think anybody actually says that in the movie. I just made that up. Uh, and you know, that kind of bums me out. You know, like you feel like they've sold millions of books or whatever. They can only afford like to pay a couple like college students who and use like flash animation to make like the worst fucking like uh, fantasy well, movie well, of all time. Not not to be um, you know controversial, but didn't they also outsource the uh, animation to that to some? Foreign third world country. <laughs> Namely, mean, you you mean Defenders? <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong Il like directed it. Kim yeah, Jong Il, yeah, exactly. the president of South Korea. Well, yeah, obviously they didn't have enough money to get like some some proper uh, some proper white guys to animate it. Just so the audience knows, Brian's the only Asian in this crowd, and he. <laughs> no, no, just totally failed on No, no, I'm a hundred percent white from Alabama. Yeehaw! Wait, actually, Brett and Pat, I'm sorry if you guys are also Asian. I didn't mean to exclude you there. That hurt. <laughs> um, um, hey, hey uh, now that I've got some anthropologists on the on the line here, I got a question for you guys. Uh, I've been listening to this uh, this week's episode of This American Life, where uh, they talk about. Uh, sorry, this is a bit of a side track, but where they talk about the Trail of Tears, and uh, this is where the the Cherokee. Uh, the Cherokee Nation got m- moved from the east to way way further west, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. right. So, so it, the story was being done by one of the uh, This American Life uh, producer ladies, and she was she was saying. So here's here's the facts now that you have to listen to. Her on her mother's side, she is one eighth Cherokee. On her father's side, she is one sixteenth Cherokee. And she argued that that made her greater than one eighth Cherokee. Is that correct? That seems wrong to me. <laughs> that that I don't know. That sounds like math to me. That's well. That's that's uh, three uh, three sixteenth Cherokee. Trail of Tears, more like Trail of Lies. So I don't know. What's what's bigger? Uh, so three sixteenth is uh yeah no that's bigger than that's like uh, so one eighth Cherokee would be one two sixteenth. So she actually adds up to being three sixteenth. So well, you guys um, gotta ask ask Eric this because he's the one that counts like barrels of monkeys all day and stuff. So. Stupid 
genetics and Hardy Weinberg asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian's math seems reasonably. I think this is more of a math question than an anthropology question. Yeah. But you don't add them, do you? Uh, I, yeah, well, I guess so. Pat, was there anything? Uh, did, was there anything cool about the Trail of Tears? <laughs> hey, Brian, can you edit out the thing where I said Trail of Lies? I, I, I'm afraid that might uh, come across the wrong way. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, Pat, did you say her grandfather or her father was one sixteenth? Uh, on her on her father's side, she was one sixteenth, yeah. and on her on her mother's side, she's one eighth. So, I, I thought I thought that like stuff can only really dilute, but I don't know why. I guess that's not that's pretty racist. I mean, is that like like? Well, you know, here's, here's here's something. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't really understand what Jewish people were, because uh, like you know, you hear always you'd always hear people talk about being Jewish and stuff. But as far as I could tell, they're just like every other white person, except I, I don't know, but except they call themselves Jewish. And I like I was always kind of curious because it seemed like anybody could be Jewish. I asked my dad if like I had any Jewishness in me, and he sat me down. And he said to me, um, if you you have two parents, that's a fact, and then each of your parents have two parents, and he came with some math formula, and uh, he uh, you know he figured out that over over the past like two thousand years or whatever, I have had like five million ancestors, and so it turns out that I am Jewish. Humans are incredibly closely related to one another. We went we went through a pretty savage bottleneck within the last 100,000 years. So we're all basically uh, clones. Hey, Eric, I got another question for you. Hey, Pat, can I just t- just quickly uh, address your other question? Of course. I think that you are probably at the head of the trail of lies because one-eighth and one-sixteenth, she's not saying that her mother was one-eighth and her father was one-sixteenth. She's saying that she's one-eighth and one-sixteenth. Yes? Oh, I agree. I agree. You're right. And so she. I'll tweet her an apology. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I ask you question number two now? Yeah. Um, so, like, when, when stuff evolves, when you get, like, some animals that evolve. So, originally, I guess we all started off in the ocean. We evolved onto the land. And then later, you know, marine mammals, they evolved back into the ocean, right? So, when things evolve, you have, like, one you know, one organism, I guess, of this species or whatever, you know, evolves. So they, so, so one, one dude or one lady, you know, it like gets like some gills or something that allows her to go in the water, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, does, does she have to be pregnant? I mean, how, how, how does that turn into more than one? I mean, wouldn't they just be lonely? Like, so do you, do you have to, how's that work? <laughs> Loneliness is a huge factor in evolution, you know, because like that one chick gets like the gills and she's just like... Think oh, about man. how lonely Kevin Costner was on that boat. Whatever, man. He got to drink his own pee, so. <laughs> yeah, no, like, nobody wanted to go near him. He was gross. Hey, Pat, I've got a good example that may illuminate things. So, the first terrestrial animals were probably basically just fish, but they had swim bladders, which are an organ that fills up with air that helps them maintain their buoyancy. But at one point, one of them just started using it to breathe. Uh, and... So it was kind of like an adaptation from a structure that had a different function. That's typically how big quantum leaps. Oh, so he didn't necessarily move on to the land right, right away. He, and then he started breeding, and then and then there was enough of them that they they like you know they they they, they uh, Starcraft selected a whole troop troop of them and moved them all onto land, right? Uh, well, the thing. Okay, so imagine that there's one fish that gets out and. 
he survives or she survives. But also the water is evaporating a lot because it's getting really hot. So that one adaptation that that one individual has is suddenly like really super popular and it just explodes through the genome. That's typically... Here, Eric, I have a much more important question for you. Okay, so you're saying like this fish has this bladder and one can use it for breathing. What if a different one used it for its boner? Now, which one would be more popular with the ladies? Like an air boner? Yeah, like an air... Well, I don't know. Like, you decide to fill its, like... You're making my pants boring, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, which one would be more popular? Uh, well, how dry out is it? Because if, if the one guy's got air in his it's always pad, It's always wet when bladder boner's out. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> uh, okay, does anybody have any uh, missed opportunities... <laughs> With awesome franchises they would like to talk about. How about you, Brett? I'm sure you've been racking your brain the whole time we've been talking about bladder boners. Nope. Um, I have one to mention. Even though I typically don't really care when things get made into movies or not. But I was incredibly disappointed by The Golden Compass. That's a great example, actually. Because His Dark Materials is my favorite book. And that movie was fucking atrocious. Which Which is fine. I don't really care if the movie's good or not, but... Maybe I secretly care a little bit because it could have been really so kind of like M H M Lon's Avatar. Oh my God! I didn't even bother with that one. <laughs> was it? I, I have yet to see it, so go ahead and spoil away. How do you feel about the polar bear animation? Yeah, that's pretty good. That was alright. I, I didn't mind that part. That movie was just bad on so many levels. I can't even really. I think I may have banished a lot of it from my brain, but. God, it was bad. You know what my missed opportunity for a franchise is? I'm going to change mine what, what, from whatever mine was before. I can't remember. But mine would have to be Star Wars. Because they had like this huge opportunity to have like this awesome Star Wars movie. <laughs> and then they came with The Phantom Menace and just ruined everything. Like Everything stopped making sense. They brought out the midichlorians. Uh, they, uh, you know, um, they brought out like Napoleon Dynamite to play Anakin Skywalker for the last two movies. And it was just terrible. And like... God, you know, and, and like that, you know, bad. when you think about clones, you think about like these genetically. You know, I'm not saying that New, you know, New Zealand people aren't like badass, but like I was kind of thinking they'd have like a more diverse like gene pool for like their clones instead of like just one dude. Like, what if like one disease, like you know, like wouldn't they be very vulnerable to like space germs? Absolutely, unless they bred them to be have a super immune system, but that seems unlikely. I mean, New Zealanders. Sweet. Okay, Brett, uh, what's your uh, missed opportunity? Would it be the, the entire? Would it be the entire? Would it be uh, Danzig after you left the left the Misfits? Dude, it totally would be Danzig what? after Danzig Four. Oh, after Four, I was gonna say Danzig. After Danzig awesome Four, after the Misfits. Yeah, Danzig Five, Six, Seven, Eight, Nine, or whatever album is on right now. Total missed opportunity. The Danzig One to Four, amazing. Yeah, mother, <laughs> mother. I'm surprised they didn't that turn was, it into That was an like, amazing Andrew Henry uh, impersonation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Chucky, what's your missed opportunity? <sighs> that cute chick in my building walked by outside. <laughs> oh, man. That could have been a great franchise. <laughs> okay, Pat, Pat, uh, br- uh, you've got Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Is your, are your headphones in right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to run outside and we'll tell you what to say to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be like that movie with Steve Martin. Roxanne! <laughs> all right, all right, pop quiz. What, what is the best Steve Martin movie ever? The Jerk. No. Nope. That, movie isn't, that, that movie's like 70s funny, which means it's not funny at all. All right, Brian, what's the best one? 
Oh man, uh, I'm gonna say um, the three. Am- no, no, planes, trains, and automobiles. There Those you are go. pillows. <laughs> Where are your hands between two pillows? Those are pillows. Why are you kissing my ear? What about you, Eric? I'm just trying to think of a good SNL skit that he featured him. He was oh, the two wild and crazy guys. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. What about King Tut? How about you, Brett? I'm pretty sure it's uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. I just can't get behind John Hughes. Okay, so Pat Pat came up with an idea. We're going to do Andrew Henry impressions, except in different science fiction worlds. Uh, so we'll start with Pat. I just picked your name at random. Uh, and you're going to do Andrew Henry in The Hunger Games. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here, I, here, I'll give you your scene. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're at the, you're in the, you're in the town that you're from, the district, and they're pulling names, and, uh, I'll be the lady who's pulling names. I'll be like, Andrew Heverdeen! Who? Is there an Andrew Heverdeen here? You have been chosen for the oh. contest! Oh, that be me, Andrew Henry. I shall enter the Hungry Games, and I shall win the Hungry Games because I am hungry. Oh, Andrew, come onto the stage. Um, how do you feel now that you have been chosen? Bob Slidigan. Do you have anything to say to your boyfriend? What Eric. you mean? What are, what are those handsome fellows on stage? Been on the stage here. Eric, your boyfriend is on the stage. Andrew Everdeen. Do you have anything to say to uh, and, Andrew Everdeen? Andrew, <laughs> you better what? not go after these hungry games, man. Because we got to pull in the sugar cane. I see pride. <laughs> I see power. I see a badass Andrew Henry who don't take no crap from nobody. <laughs> The crowd goes wild. And scene. Okay, here's here's Jenna's question. Uh, which genre do you like more, fantasy or science fiction, and why? Brett? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, if we have to use the kind of dichotomy of fantasy, science fiction. I'm, I'm all about sci-fi. So. Is it's it really awesome. a dichotomy? Like, they kind of just go hand in hand, don't they? I mean, I kind of see, see them as one and the same. Uh, Even uh, though, you know, your, your stereotypical fantasy is... You know, awesome dragons and swords and shit, and sci-fi is lasers and dudes in spaceships. But I mean, really, it's I disagree. You know, Jay, for right. for for everyone who's listening, uh, in case you're wondering, a dichotomy is a fancy word for dong. Anyway, yeah. uh, Pat, what do you like better? Which is the third genre we're talking about? Uh, yeah, this is this is a tough one. Uh, I bring it up a lot when I'm meeting girls for the first time, and uh, so. Uh, you know, uh, I thought I had a funny joke, but it wasn't. Oh, man. We've come a long way, baby. Okay, Eric, what do you like better? I just want to say that, uh, yeah, I don't think that the whole, like, dragons versus lasers is really the difference between fantasy and science fiction. For instance. I don't think there is a difference. Well, okay. If if we were to just. It's, it's all fantastical, right? I mean, yeah. in many regards. Although science fiction often has. <clears throat> a far more grounded, you know, pure science kind of yeah, uh, approach to it. I think that, like, 
so fantasy i think is slightly easier to define if you were going to separate them fantasy is just sort of like the themes of fantasy are you know somebody small going on an adventure uh, well when, when i fighting when, evil exactly yeah when i took when i was taking my my book courses uh that really helped me professionally later on um <laughs> they uh one thing uh, i learned was that fantasy is usually stories about good versus evil Whereas science fiction Why is exam- all my... examinations of just, uh, like, uh, humanity. Yeah, like, science fiction should be an exploration of technology, I think. And so, right. for instance, I think the, the perfect example of what we're saying is that uh, Star Wars is not science fiction. It's fantasy. Science oh, fantasy. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. I, you know, I think it's all subjective. You just, you you should just, just call it an argument. No, I didn't make it. I said that's what some stupid class I took that nobody gave a shit about. Academics are um, always right. Counter argument: Star Wars is nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> that documentary, The Attack of the Clones. No, it was like an it was an anthropological study of Wookies. Was it not? Who's with me? I'm gonna pee so bad right now. Okay, this is as good time as any to end the song. What's this thing we're doing? Podcast. This girl in my building walks by. I just step my head out the window and uh, and, and ask her out on a date. You should tell her keep it down. I'm recording a I'm mining gold. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and I think obviously you should ask her to be a guest, uh, make an appearance on the on the show. Oh, hi, you reached Amanda. Oh, he's on hold again. Right now, leave a message and I will call you back. Are you there, Pat? Yeah. I'm here. To leave a callback number, press 5. Uh, hello. Oh, I did it again. What happened? Okay, uh, well, every time, like, uh, Skip, in case you're wondering, every time I yell, it's because uh, as soon as it starts recording, GarageBand thinks that there's feedback. But there isn't. Uh, but anyway, Skip, uh, we wanted to let you know that you did a really good job of hosting the Squires Club episode today. Uh, what do you think, Pat? Hooray! Um, Eric's here. He's got his arms crossed, though. I don't know how he feels about the whole thing. To be honest, I didn't really notice you, uh, make too many comments, Skip. Well, she's got that dry, that dry, dry sense of humor, though, you know? It's all about the delivery. It is. <laughs>